0: Please talk, JD Bunkus, Sam McKee. You got it all figured out down there. You got you got all your tech figured out, kid. I have first time I've had to do that
1: so far. I had to reset my internet. It was just out. I was just I was wondering why I couldn't connect anything,
0: and it was my internet was out. So uh, I'm back. It feels good. It feels good to not be me. You know. Yeah. know. First time of the year. <laughs> yeah, it feels good to have it not be me. I thought I was gonna be a disaster tonight because. I had a raking fight going on in the mm. the alley behind my place and I could just mm. hear them just scrapping and clawing with one another. I was like, oh, you fucking There are not many
1: worse sounds than that. It's a really bad oh, sound.
0: Dude, they, they just howl at each other. Yeah, they're so yeah. ruthless. Be I'm nice sure. to each other. <laughs>
1: it's garbage day too. So all the all That's the bins right. are getting moved around oh, yeah. and then there's there's
0: scraps. So oh, yeah. they're just why fighting are they for fighting scraps? over scraps? They're like nah. the smartest animal ever. We had those all those green bins in Toronto. that We spent <laughs> like a billion dollars on, and they had like raccoon proof parade. And those guys figured it out. <laughs> the you gravity, know what, you mock.
1: know, what works? it works. Yeah. Just bungee cord, baby, bungee cord. They'll eventually chew through those babies, but a bungee cord works for a, a while. So there you go. You,
0: Hot tip. I was I was gonna give the Yukon way and. That would have got uh, us uh, taken uh, off of YouTube. <laughs> the, the Gary Price way, I was gone. Anyway, <laughs> was, that's not. Look all the Leafs. Oh. They get her done. Uh, okay. Story <laughs> of the game. We got to go, Matt Murray. Right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. That's it. Great. I yeah, just.
1: I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. I just. I. Rarely have good feelings about things, and I had a good feeling about this heading into the season. My good feelings were immediately disrailed uh, early with him getting injured after a morning skate, and now he's turned himself into a legitimate top 10 goalie in the NHL again. He looks like he used to look, and it's a huge, huge development for the Leafs. The Leafs got the absolute crap kicked out of them tonight in all facets of the game. Like, like yep. It was a pretty much of a cave-in from start to finish, and they win the game 4 nothing. So I think the number one by far star is Matt Murray, and I'm just really happy that this is working out the way it is.
0: So I, I thought he struggled in the last game. I, I did. He let in that really bad goal, obviously, in overtime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I usually look for in a player is how they bounce back from a situation like that, right? What What is your resiliency as a player? And especially that position, dude, you're the goalie of the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? How mm-hmm. many conversations have you had or listen to on podcasts about how difficult it is to play here. I mm-hmm. I, like, I remember talking to Eddie Belfour at the beginning of this season, having him on the podcast, and him Such reminding me that these fans through him here, <laughs> during his first month as it people, it's it's a Maple Leaf goalie. That this yeah. isn't an easy place uh, to play. I, I think that we often over state how Dallas difficult it is to be elite and we under discuss the benefits of being a Maple Leaf and living Don't in Toronto and, and yeah the lifestyle everything adjusted. but nice I do believe and the goaltender is the there. one spot there's especially there's modern day Lurie. where it is just really 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 a different ball game playing here than a lot of other places right like would anybody even know what was going on with Mrazik? Had he not even had he not played here, and people were pointing out that he's been poor? Oh, you right? mean Chicago? Yeah, I'm oh, saying. Oh, yeah, what did I say? no, like you, no, you said Mrazik. Like, yeah, no, or, I'm just saying, like, with Mrazik and with Freddie Anderson, who's struggling too. Like, the reason why we're even those guys are even on the radar is because 100%. of the way that they played in Toronto, right? Hundred percent. And so for Matt Murray to come back from an injury and play this well and then let in a really bad goal and have his worst game against the team that Toronto is measuring themselves against, I think it says something. The Stars are a good team. That's good offense. They've got a line that's been tearing it up. They've got three solid lines. You saw that tonight. They're big. They're heavy. They can get into some of the dirty areas. I did Mm -hmm. think that Toronto actually did a pretty good job at limiting some of those and that Dallas did miss just like they kind of choked a few opportunities, but Matt Murray was big in there, man. And he just he made the saves that he needed to make tonight and he made them in high volume. So I just I, I continue to be extremely impressed. And you're right, it was a great call. And as it, it really does feel as though if they can keep him healthy, he's gonna be solid. I do get one or two moments a game though, still where you go, oof. Anytime yeah, and there somebody was, goes in. There into was the one
1: net, there was one at the end of the game there. I don't know how close because like, I was just getting ready to set up stuff, but like there was a tip that kind of changed directions when they were up four zip. And he made, like, a little, like, kick out with his pad. And then he kind of, like, just, he's got this weird tick to him that it looks like it's a grimace at all times. Like, the way he kind of, like, does this thing with his neck and his pads. And he just kind of, I don't know, he's got a little tick to him. And it looked like Feels he like kind of guys check on him a lot. And he just felt like he was like, oh, did that hurt him? You're right. Like, it's a tough situation where we went from watching Shalgun when I was worried that every shot was going to go in the net to every time... Matt Marie. like that say, that uh, sequence at the end of the second period, when second they,
0: period was terrifying. Well, uh, Mason the, Marchment he, shoving yeah. Matthews into the net is terrifying. But
1: the one where he like st- where he stretched across. And then he's snow angeled, lying, looking like he's just deceased on the ice. <laughs> and I just, set, I sent you a text. I was like, is 30 okay? Question mark. Like, i didn't, okay. I I'm like, is he alive on the ice? Yeah. You're saying You're look dead, at man. David this like,
0: with his caption on the video. Don't worry. It's Murray. Okay, Dave. All right. You oh, see me, clever. Stay hey, hot. See you, oh, yeah. David sis, just coming in there. Nobody fed him that. That's all Davey. Anyway. Yeah. He just, he looked, he looked good tonight. And I thought that the penalty kill was great. It's the second story of the game to me or the Lilligren Sandine pairing. I don't know where you want to go, but well, can we just, I, I just want to continue on Murray for a second. Sure. What do you got?
1: Well, I just, you know, you mentioned him staying healthy and him, you know, looking like this come playoff time. This is going to be a really interesting, delicate balance that the coaching staff is going to have to figure out how to limit like his, his, st- oh my God, he got bowled over there. I just uh, my ADDs kicking in here. Man, like, how did he not get hurt on that play? No, anyway That's
0: good. Like commenting on these though, like I'm yeah. glad we have these highlights because these are the moments that we're talking about where you start to sweat it a little bit, right? Yeah. But um, he just, to me though, it's not just, even so much the contact as it is whenever he has to like make a weird motion with the groin, like when he's got to stretch across his crease. Those are the ones. Yeah, the quick moves where then you worry that he's not, Bracing himself and then somebody else also makes contact or he has to stretch in a weird so, way anyway so, sorry finish no,
1: no I'm just I'm wondering how they're gonna do a delicate balance of keeping him sharp but keeping the spring in mind right like you really you really do get the feel that Samsonov's is gonna play a lot too like I know how good Murray's looked here and I'm I'm the first one that's like he's the starting goal you want him to play as much as possible but he does seem like the type of guy that could wear down he does seem like the type of guy that might not necessarily you want to try to ride because we know the injury history, knew all this. So I'll be really interested to see what the splits like heading down, you know, towards the middle of the season here and into the spring. Because I, you know, I, if he's looking anywhere near like this, close to the playoffs, like it's a massive, massive change for the Toronto Maple Leafs from last season.
0: So there's a couple things. One is, yeah, goalies are used to playing less, but you ask any goalie what their they want to play more. They want to play more. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no guy that goes, I love it, splitting. And whatever, I'm in there, then he's in there. That's not the way the players are with the position. Um, I'm not overly concerned about it because I just think that if he can play 66% of the games the rest of the way out, right? Like, give Samsonov 33%, give him the 66 like, ride it out that way. Okay. And then, to me right now, the most important things are a couple things. One is... That the Leafs really seem to have figured out their team defense, losing guys like Brody, losing guys like Muzzin, the way that they had to buy in. I, I still believe that, you know, I, I think I, I don't think I did this on here. I think I talked about it on my podcast where it reminds me a little bit of how the Jays had to play ball games on Dunedin and then Buffalo, and they started to get like pissed off with the whole us against the world thing. Remember that? That the Leafs losing their two goalies at the beginning of the year and having Schalgren Annette, and preparing themselves for Keith Petrozelli and everyone talking themselves into that situation. It it was a little bit of a, and then everyone writing them off and being pissed off about the state of the team. All those different things kind of galvanized this group a little bit and allowed more of a defensive buy-in as a as a team. Okay. And even on a night like tonight, again, I, I was impressed by Murray. There's no doubt about it. I'm not taking anything away from the game. He made some brilliant saves, like a couple of them. But, but it wasn't like, you know, he was making just incredible save after incredible save where you're just draw dropping. Like I thought that uh, on the PK at the very end, that's where he made a, on the second period. That's where he made his ones where he went, oh my God. Wow. Those ones were wow. Saves. The rest of the game was just good. Positionally solid. Big guy in the net. Didn't give up an easy goal. Never choked one away. Never made some idiotic mistake. Didn't overplay a puck didn't get out of position, just solid, like wasn't swimming in his net, solid, solid performance. In a weird way, it just feels like his style, what he's brought here, which ironically was something that was called into question, is just kind of like what the Toronto Maple Leafs might need to move forward. I don't need Matt Murray to be the the scene stealer every single night. I don't think that's what they want him to be. I think they just want a guy who's not going to hurt them and have the team put it in their head of, oh my God, crap, this again. And so from a playing standpoint, what I like about them playing him more often is one, he gets in his groove, but two, I think he gains the confidence of the fan base and the building so that, you know, the fans fall in love with him. This is a market that does fall in love with good goaltending and -hmm. that his team starts to trust him and that they really start to find this like really great symbiotic relationship between everybody involved. And so, yeah, I like the injury bug with him is just always going to be a factor But sometimes with guys like, and I know I'm going on long here, I'll wrap this up, but sometimes with guys, they don't play enough and then they're too tight and they get hurt. You know what I mean? Like this is always the uh, last Blue Jays reference, the Jays sports science department where like, okay, we're going to limit this guy. We're going to limit that. And then he ends up getting hurt anyways. I just, I think that it's just basically a pretty simple formula. It's very old school. Just like one guy plays two thirds of the games. The other guy plays the third. And then you cross your fingers and hold your breath and hope for the best.
1: So, I, listen, in, even in Kyle Dubas' uh, wettest of dreams, I don't think he pictured this. <laughs> like, honestly. like, <laughs> I, like I, I think he traded for him, expecting him to be an no. NHL-capable goalie. But for him to be playing like this through, how was this his 10th start of the year or 9th start of the year? Don't know. It's in that range. I don't think he ever imagined it looking like this. Like I really don't. Like even I, like I sent him a few tweets when it happened, being like, "Hey, I got a feeling this might turn out." I had I was expecting him to be like a nine ten and have it look like average goaltending, you keep, not you above- keep
0: Referencing that tweet, I feel like that was only the point. The point of that was to reference the 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 Matt Murray tweet. You know what? There are, I was like there are some. If he can, I haven't taken, way, buddy. I haven't taken full victory left. I'm not even close to taking full victory on yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This funny. is
1: your, this no, is just, your semi victory lap. Just, I'm this just, is... oh, but you, are, I can get the tweet out and have start <laughs> yeah. reading all the people that were calling me an idiot <laughs> on your
0: tiny little phone yeah. that you and just my little, showed my, to the my world. My though. phone for, oh, look at
1: that cute pic. Isn't that sweet? Oh <laughs> A yeah. Phone for no, yeah, I just Mary listen. Died. I, I'm so encouraged with what I've seen from him, but I'm so, so gun shy to get too, too excited yeah. about it. That's it.
0: I But I don't think that experience is ever going away. Okay. But you know what does help it? Mm. What really good, what really does help that is good special teams and also a deep blue line. Um, This quickly on this Leafs looked tiny tonight. And part of the reason that I think that they could not carry the play is yeah. Dallas just one game script, but two. Yeah. They just were. They imposed their will at times on them. But Toronto, again, still found a way to beat that team with not a full and complete roster, with kind of trying out a couple of AHL guys. Poor Semyon Dero Gercencev. Like,
1: SGA, they were on the buddy. penalty
0: kill the entire game, so he doesn't get to play, essentially. Like, I noticed him one time. Same with Timmins, who I noticed fall down twice. <laughs> oh. And then he made a nice play on Jamie Benn at the end of the game in the third period. He got a minute. Just nice. Took the body on a rush. Outside of that, I have no impressions of so, them.
1: So SDA made the turnover on the second power play unit where he made, throws that pizza into the middle of the ice
0: Ugly and monster. goes
1: down goes down three on one. They don't score. And then,
0: and, then again.
1: and then his next shift, I think, or like he hadn't had many shifts, he gets on, I think, was that late second or late second, early third? And they're going down towards the offensive zone. And he's got the puck at the blue line. And he tries to pizza saucer it across to another guy, doesn't get the puck in deep. And it goes down the other end and they're right by the bench while they're changing, and they get a too many men on the ice. So not really the greatest debut for SDA, and he looked like a guy to me that was like, holy crap, I'm playing at a completely different level here, and I am unplayable at this level.
0: That's what I my, thought with him. My hope is, though, if the, if you're going to do experimentations like this, then leave them. It's the same thing, my Robertson thing, which is, yeah, Robertson again. I Do we have the clip, actually? Because like, it's weird to do this before Sandy and Lilligren and uh, before the penalty kill, but... Yeah, Robertson had a moment in this game where he gets at just another grade-A opportunity and he rushes it a bit, which is not the good sign of a guy who's in a groove, right? The flow is Mitch Marner right now, where everything looks calm and poised and patient. Mm-hmm. The opposite of that is what you're seeing from Robertson right now. But again, they got to keep playing him because well, they, you got to let the young play. Like,
1: are you talking about the one that kind of like he caught at the top of the know. slide? Yeah, like I think he made the right decision picking that puck up and firing it as fast as he could, but it just oh, hit the, it, it just hit the pad. Like he was in yeah. the he was in the slot, he shot it as hard as he could, it was a good shot, it just hit the pad. That's why he was pissed.
0: Thought thought, thought he rushed it, and that's why and he's well, pissed because he's snake bit right now. And that's my just point with him and Darguchensev is you're gonna have to deal with those growing pains because right now you guys on Kipper and Bourne, I was listening to you today or yesterday talking about how it's experimental season. If you're going to experiment, then run it. You know what you have in Wayne Simmons. I, I don't know how much they really love Malgin anymore based on the fact that like he's not been in the lineup now for a pretty long stretch of games. All I'm saying is for players like that, it's really hard for them to insert themselves in these games, especially against a big physical team like the Stars. It's kind of surprising in hindsight that this was the SDA game, but um, got to let them keep got to keep running them out there for a little bit because if that's the only experience he has at the nhl level i just i don't think that's a good one for him
1: do you think that there's any sort of merit to the fact that they're putting all these sort of uh prospects in be- around this time of year like all showcase like hollowell getting into games uh like uh dirt, SDA, sda getting into games oh, i know that was like out of necessity but there's other options with him and getting like they played Hallwell for a while with Timmins in the waiting in the wings SDA getting in the lineup Nick Robertson up in the lineup like part of me thinks that they're giving these guys a look for other GMs to be like hey look these prospects can play on the NHL and also for Dubas to be like hey guys look at all these guys that drafted have played NHL games <laughs> which is yeah, another I, side of it like I just I don't I agree with you this is such a weird game to be like hey, go in against this big, fast, physical team that plays in the Western Conference, SDA, and it looked like he didn't belong at all. Like, I, yeah. you mentioned the size thing to me. It was very apparent how much bigger the, the stars were than the Leafs. And listen, the Leafs won the game for nothing. Like, I'm not saying it's it was a detriment to them winning, but it's just, it's got to be tiring when you're bigger, you're just going up against bigger teams every night. The Leafs have really no size at all on the back end right now. I would guess like Giordano and Hall are bigger, but they don't play big. It's just it's it's frustrating watching them go up against these bigger teams, but it's hard to quibble with results, but it's just not the funnest yeah, but, process but at but times. Not really,
0: like, not really, because this is one where if it was the shoe was on the other foot with the Leafs, if the Leafs played the way the stars did, people mm-hmm. would be in the chat right now bitching that they just got goalie, right? Yeah, yeah, that of course. You should have won that game. Like how often And that's kind of what happened. That's what I'm saying. The Leafs held them to, what was it, 0 for 7 on the power play? Yeah. Or did it finish 0 of 8? Anyway, Uh... their goalie made over 40 saves, and they didn't score on seven power plays, including a a 5 on 3 that was basically the full two minutes. And, you know, you saw the effects of that throughout the game because Hall and Giordano were so tired that Giordano put one out of his own end, like, threw it over the glass. We don't see that from, from Geo weird, too often. We have a weird angle, too. Yeah. And then what happened right after? Hall has one of the funniest plays of the season that I hope sis <laughs> rolls because. Tired brain. It, t- the most grabs the puck. <laughs> and it's just, you know, sometimes you just, you see that in soccer, right? Where guys just handball it and you go, yeah. oh, you know, you just were desperate. <laughs> and you, <laughs> you do the handball. That was that, where he just grabs it and he throws it and you went, that's against the rules. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not allowed, Justin. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's not allowed. We don't have that clip? All right, whatever. Um, anyway, so that was a bit of a bummer. And you could tell, like, the team wore down. That's why, okay, now back into a positive. That's why I was so impressed with Lilligren and Sandine tonight, man. They just, like, they played a ton, and they never really seemed to tire down. They were the, like, they're 22 and 23 years old, and they've been dying for this opportunity. And I thought Lilligren played with a little bit of... Like he wasn't afraid of the physicality, right? Like this is a guy who got to start with Giordano last year and is a little bit bigger and starting to come into like the man body a little bit, not afraid to engage in some of that stuff. Like it's, I'm not saying he's Chris Pronger, he's dominating people back there, but he doesn't seem intimidated by the rough and tumble and he's not afraid to engage the body. And then there's Sandine, who the end of the penalty kill is blocking shots he gets that goal, was the third goal. Yeah, of course, the third goal of the game, he kind of picks up and snaps into the back of the net. Those two guys were just ripping it back and forth. They were breaking out the puck. I was just, Sandine or Sundean is too much, sis. See, you had a good one, and then you you ruined it. Like, you yeah. you went too far. Like, you went way too far. I can't see on my far.
1: screen, so I can't, I can't yeah. see that. So you have yeah. to give me all no. the updates they on it. They get this me the Justin cheesy. Hall
0: puck throwing, and then you went to <laughs> Sundean, and uh, you went after my all-time favorite so. Like, no, too far those two guys have really
1: taken a leap here in the last couple games. Like it, you have seen it like they, we talked about how much their, um, their roles were going to change and how much more extra time they were going to take and all this stuff. Can they handle the, handle the extra minutes with on the back end with all these guys going down? We had all these questions about them and they've answered them all glowingly. Like these two guys have actually, you've seen them take a step over the last, what two weeks, I guess would that be what we, we would say. And it's just, I'm, Lilligren to me like you said is not when they drafted Lilligren he's so far away now from what I thought he was as a hockey player like I if it would have been he would be saying about him I thought well no I just I never thought that he was gonna be like a defensive stalwart guy that plays on the other side of a guy who plays an offensive game like I thought he was the high pedigree you know scoring defenseman and
0: he's still they got a little of that. His, eh? like, no, they, they, yeah. they snap it back and, and still, forth with one he's another. He's still like, got a they little bit of play it off the boards. He still got a little bit of that
1: to his game tonight. You saw that little rush where he kind of came through the middle and kind of made a nice little toe drag and got a shot towards the net. I don't know if it actually hit the net, but he's got a little bit of that to his game still. But yeah, they've really developed into a nice pair. I'm just I'm a sucker for the Babs hockey. The the left-right thing to me is just so aesthetically pleasing. They wear 37 and 38, which is a little. Oh, a little weird in my books. I don't know. It's always been weird to me that they're like, oh, let's wear the two numbers right beside each other. It's like it's very Sadine esque to me. About
0: it, but yes, I get it. Yeah, it's a little Uh,
1: Sadine esque to me. Uh, A little weird, but um, yeah, I just I'm really impressed with those guys, and they've needed them to step up in these. And when Brody comes back, they don't you don't touch them. Those two guys stay together. Those guys stay together for the foreseeable future. I don't know what their role is going to be when Brody comes back. I don't know how you're going to figure out the, the how things shake out. But to me, those guys do not break up. You stick them together and let them continue to grow because they've been awesome, buddy.
0: So we'll see. I, I don't want to overreact to their performance tonight because, like, last year in the playoffs, you did see... You did see what Lilligren was like in a playoff game. Granted, this is a full year later. Whatever he's mm. going to play it on this season, mm-hmm. um, Sandine has been inconsistent. Has probably been some of the hallmark of his career so far as Maple Leaf, and he has struggled with confidence at times. But a lot of I that, a lot the, of that, a lot of that has been him getting, uh, like, kind of heading in the right direction,
1: trending in the right direction, and then getting. Getting hit, taking an injury, and then hey. him kind of getting derailed. But also, that a lot of that has to do with his size and the way he plays and the places that he yes. plays on the ice. So, that a lot of that has to do yeah. with it, too. But, like, I would say that a lot of his positive trajectories that he's had in the past couple of years have been derailed by injury pretty badly.
0: Sure, which is fair, which is totally yeah. a fair take. But at this point, the way those two guys are playing and the way that Hall and Giordano have played together and that you're going to get T.J. Brody and Morgan Riley back together where you don't need to kind of be shuffling up their lineups and trying to find a different fit with Mo. Like, Riley doesn't work next to other guys. Like, that just keeps happening over and over again where they try him next to someone and you go, this sucks. Put him with T.J. Brody. That's what just it needs it. to be. Yep, that's what it's going to stay as for right now. You might get a stretch of all those guys together and a really long, hard look at it and have someone like Jordy Ben in behind them. My, my take that I'm kind of solidifying is... I mentioned how at some point they're probably going to want to go out and get a butcher. They're going to try to add another butcher. Like they want to have that type on their blue line. They want to have that composition. I like granted. I'm not watching Columbus blue jackets every night, but that Gavrikov guy has been out there now, right for heavily rumored for the least for quite some time. I'm not seeing the upside of going out and getting a dude like that right now. To me, it's you bide your time. You wait all season. You hope that Hall's value continues to stay at a place. That's like pretty damn decent. And then you add him in a trade package for what you hope to be that really confident twenty plus minute a night blue liner that you can pair maybe next to either Giordano or yeah. maybe at that point of the season after it wears down, it is somebody that's next to Sandine or it is next to Lilligren. But if they're gonna add on the blue line, I just I don't wanna see them make a move that is a not definitive. Going out and getting a de- like a knock it down. No question about a top four defenseman. I just I don't think that they need more depth. Like one of the things about this stretch has been the depth guys that they have look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm just I'm just obsessed with bring Luke home.
1: Like I just watch Luke Shen highlights every night where he's pulverizing guys and fighting guys. Yeah, and but I'm just hits like, are
0: illegal in the NHL. Yeah, Everybody yeah, 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 cries yeah. about them. Everybody gets really upset yeah. if you hit somebody clean. We have to talk about it for four well, days
1: on well, sports I, talk radio. And TV. I like I actually like talking about it because it never happens anymore. And then yeah. Borny, Kipper and I sit around and basically go, Oh Bod, what a hit. Oh, what a yeah. hit. Did you like that
0: hit? You're like, what was your favorite hit? That's
1: basically our show after every time I there's a big Shen's hit. I saw chance hit
0: on Slavkovsky. I watched oh, it 25 times. It's gorgeous. Like, oh, Jeff's kiss. perfect People timing. People were like, it was a little late. I was like, you're a little late. A, Shut millisecond. Up. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, a millisecond. Yeah, a
1: millisecond late. It's a fast game out there. But I just, no. I, I'm, I'm... I'm obsessed with that, so I always say, oh, they could add a butcher and it would be Luke Shen and bring him home. But sure, uh if they do I, it, I'm not
0: gonna hate it. I to just me, I don't it's like the, the idea of a butcher in the lineup over one of those two guys in regular season. That's games fair right now. But right. to I me it's it. it's the bottom six that needs to be solidified, man. This bottom six yeah. is is lost.
1: It's searching. No, like, I, on the same there, you're on the same train now. There's good listen, there's good parts of it. Don't get me wrong. Our our boy David Camp in the bottom six, another
0: awesome night for David Camp. Just Zach asked me, ex- Reese, when you need to kill the clock and you need to kill a penalty, <laughs> solid. like as Okay, a... okay, sure. But, like, outside of that, who no, do man. you like? Can't stand any of the other guys.
1: I know. Like, I, like, if I—honestly, man, I don't want to—I know he's a whipping boy, and Sheldon likes to whip him, too, and everybody whips him, but I can't do many more Pierre Angball games, man. Like, it's just—the the fire see, poker— Yeah, I'm so—I'm so bitter fi- the that— The fire poker yeah i am so i am bitter the fire poker Oh, my God, the pool cue off the boards into the net. Like, good Lord. And
0: I went, no, I don't accept this. (laughs) And CeCe's like,
1: it ends its 100-game goal streak. It's like, no, it didn't. It doesn't
0: count. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't doesn't count. Not like that. Not this way. To me, those
1: two guys are making what? A combined close to $6 bucks Or five? Like, what are the? Because he's 2.9. My math is horrible. No, is it horrible? It's like 5.5 and
0: 3.5, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, it's like those two guys... Who contribute to my anger more than anyone else on the Leafs? Those two hey, guys can are I every. Taste
0: no? Yes, yes. Maybe you shouldn't be doing quick math on the show. Like you did good there, but maybe <laughs> the lesson here is that's a one-time situation. <laughs> I just, I don't
1: know. I, I, just, those two guys are the bane of my Leafs watching existence, and they make the most out of anybody in the bottom six. No, it's, it's famous. not right, and I'm sure that pisses off because, like, like if we talked about before on this show the amount of value they've found in guys throughout the lineup that are making way below what they should be. And then you have these two guys in your bottom six. that's supposed to be like your efficient part of your lineup, taking up space, doing nothing like Kerfoot kills penalties, I guess. And like, he's responsible defensively and like Angball's got a sick bod and he flies around the ice and, I just saw has moments where he
0: looks okay, and yeah, he bears anyways, out like honestly. I don't want to I don't want to
1: harp on the negatives after a good win, but man, I I just I'm pretty tired of the Engvall experience. It's been yeah, a long time yeah. here now. How
0: many years? I Five it. years. I get, it. I get it. Listen, I had Versteeg on this week, and we talked about bringing Captain Sirius to Toronto, and I've never felt more uh, emboldened with a take than that's exactly what they need is send a guy like send a guy like. Kerfoot or Engvall, one of those two guys at the door, preferably Engvall because Kerfoot, I think you can at least just bump out to the wing and play with yeah. him and then figure out your third line center by having John Taves down there. And maybe when Matthew Nyes comes, maybe that's a slot that he ends up going into is next oh. to Taves as we, on the must... third line. Like,
1: we must protect the spot for it, for Matthew Nice. Yeah, yeah. They, must, they, it, must hold, he... they must hold the spot for the beloved one. Oh, yeah. dude,
0: woo. when he comes here and he's dominant, I'm going to roll these clips oh, on Oh, yeah, on. Gonna he's going to be his
1: dominant. Stupid. Kids that come out of college and play it in playoff games, they always just dominate. Is he hey. Cal McCarr, buddy? Like, what are you talking about here? Me a hey, listen, me a
0: our boy, Mike Fuda, one of the best live uh, viewings he's yeah, ever had, right? Yeah. Like, I anyways. love feuds, so I'll give you that. Uh, anyways. Let me run down the list just see if there's anything else here that i need to hit on uh oh yeah just uh lastly gotta talk about the matthews goal just because it was vintage matthews and mm-hmm. like he went and got a puck and made some plays for himself and it was refreshing and i went oh like i, I was i remember you know <laughs> it, was, it was one of those so really nice one for and him when should, he scored. We should probably mention Marner's Point Street continuing, too. Well, to me, it was like, yeah, he he got it to the net. My only take off the Marner thing from tonight was uh, one, that was actually Robertson's best moment of the night because he was battling in front of the net. Like, yeah. he really was battling, and so was Tavares. Mm-hmm. Tavares was actually like a real horse tonight. This was like an underrated Tavares game of just, he took some beatings and he was just around it in the offensive zone all night long. It's kind of, like, sneaky, underappreciated Tavares game. But what I like about Marner and him together is that Marner can be the driver on the line and he can just be that horse that goes to the front of the net and waits for Mitch to make mm-hmm. those plays and to funnel it and to put it there, right? I, I don't need... I want to see Matthews do more of what he did tonight. Like, create for yourself, drive for yourself. You don't need Mitch Marner putting on a pizza for you. You can have Michael Bunting give you a drop pass just as good as anybody. Like, I don't know. I just... I, I'm I'm more and more convinced that these, these are the lines, man. These are the lines that they need to keep at least... Or, sorry, like... These are the four guys they need to keep together in that iteration. So I love that you mentioned uh, Tavares in front of
1: the net there because who was it? It, Ty DeLandria was just like, I think it's maybe his second year in the league. Tavares just too much man. Like he's he's doing doing his best to like- Everything he could. He's like, ah, like punching him and whatever. He's just like, I'm just going to chip it in the net. Chip in the net. And it's like, yeah, you just can't handle him in front of the net. And Jason Robertson, his point streak comes to an end against the Leafs. He's now in two games against the Leafs. Uh Donuts. Uh I watch highlights a lot. I don't necessarily consume a ton of uh, Dallas Stars games, but like I, I got to say did, did, did you notice him a whole lot tonight? Like I was like a this bit guy's a power play, obviously. Like, like when you yeah, shoot but it, I was like, waiting at for Even it, strength. No. I was like this guy's the number one goal scorer in the league. Like where where Listen, are you at he there? He was there, on Jason. my pod.
0: He was on my podcast today oh, friend, and I already showed, showed-
1: And and I
0: did bring up how often I was referencing it. I asked him if he felt like I was jinxing him, and he said, no, that doesn't affect it. Oh, he hates your guts. He hates your guts. He's going hard tonight. No further comments. (laughs) No further further comments or questions at this time. (laughs) We're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on off of that one. No, I feel a little touch bad. Um, Yeah. It was interesting, though, he mentioned about, like, the thing that changed for him. That he needed was he said ice time and a coach that believed in him and i went hmm you know what's funny though he gets
1: like 17 minutes a night <laughs> yeah he plays like, he, not... he he like he like averages like way under 20 minutes a night
0: yeah i think though what he's referring to because i asked him about his brother
1: oh yeah yeah of course he's like oh, and he referenced like, it for
0: himself Sheldon will play like, my brother oh Listen, stop trashing my friends of my podcast, okay? Like I won't have this. This is a rude, mean attitude. Jason okay, Robertson's listen, a good guy. You know listen, what though? Kadri canceled on me today last minute. Whoa, hurt. Oh, oh, okay, whoa. Yeah. No comments on that. Hurt my feelings. Hurt yeah, my he, feelings. Like that called, right, called
1: right on time for Kipper and Bourne, so I don't know what to tell uh,
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Hurt, um, hurt my feelings.
1: So I just I quick thing about the Robertson thing with the nick variety of robertson it's kind of bad that you can't eat if there's you're a isn't that a bit of a fu by keith like robertson isn't on the was,
0: ice with the empty netter
1: no no when you're up three goals with five minutes left like you don't yeah, trust a lot li- still you don't have you don't trust uh with mitch marner and john tavares on a line that you're going to be able to salt away 30 seconds no, with saying, nick robertson out there Here's- listen, I'm I'm always on I'm always on Keith's side with this. Like I understand he's trying to win games. He's doing whatever he does. Yeah. They're playing well, but like that's a bit much to me.
0: Like, yeah, on. listen, we we gotta we gotta go. But hmm. that I thought the same thing. My only thing is it's a defensive zone draw, and he puts Zach Aston Reese out on the ice. If that puck goes in the net. And he uses it a teachable moment and all of a sudden the stars are like the building is rocking and he blows like there. I think it's not even the three nothing lead, Sammy. I think what you're doing is you're playing for your goaltender shutout. So I'm okay with it. I actually thought that maybe throw him over the boards after the defensive zone draw so that he can get what Kerfoot got, which is just like a cookie. Like, go see it, go in the net and have another little bit more bragging rights against your brother like you got it last time give him a little bit of confidence. I get it. I just, I think that you are playing for the shutout and I was okay with it. Um, anything else for you? Um, Uh, I, uh, Nick, uh,
1: Jason is owned by his brother, Nick in this, in the matchup this year. He, Nick has more points than him in the two games, which is really hard to believe.
0: Yeah. I'm just looking down the list of things. No, I got nothing else. Um, good one for the Leafs. Like again, they got outplayed, but they still found a way to win. And that's two times now this season where I think Matt Murray has like, you know, I like to keep my, Separate goalie stat, right? Goalie cost you a game, goalie won you a game, goalie was mm-hmm. just like there, did his job. Mm-hmm. That's two in the column now for Matt Murray of one the game and none nice. cost him. Yeah. The one two wins for them, unless you want to count the first one, which I just thought they were bad all around. It's kinda of hard, but yeah. Against maybe. the Habs? Yeah.
1: Oh, that's an L for Murray. Oh my god. That's he was Murray? dreadful right. in that game. Yeah. Fine. Put that one in this in the yeah. old book there, pal.
0: All right. Fine. That's two one. Two one for Matt Murray now. Uh subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple, leave five stars in a short little review. We appreciate it. it. helps the algorithm. And if you're on Spotify, you can leave five stars and follow on both of those. Um, yeah, our podcast. what you think too. Yeah, leave the comments on YouTube, share with your friends, do all those different things. We appreciate it all. And uh yeah, we'll talk to you on Thursday night against the Kings. Kings, yeah, nice. nice. Kings, Kings. Uh, your boy Jersey, back in the uh, the plain Jersey. Uh, see you then. Leafs talk.